going on, everybody? It is episode 199 of Pop Culture Crisis. My headphones weren't on completely. I hope you're all having a good day. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's your less disheveled co-host today. I'm so happy that we don't have someone interfering with our lights today. There is no ghost. Um, there's no paranormal forces in studio this this day we have a button uh, a button pushing force in the studio today that's correct i'm a force to be reckoned with as far as the button pushing goes i'm here i'm cool again i have a super rad black cast now that everyone's been signing Andy yeah. signed the front like Andy's wrote his name on woody's foot in toy story which i thought mm. was adorable that is a great <laughs> yeah. pop culture reference. ah i made a pop culture <laughs> reference i'm really proud of myself beautiful there we go anyway yeah i'm here i'm excited let's go uh, do you have a name? You need to. Add, I do have, have a name. name. No, yeah. I prefer to be mysterious. I'm Sarah Petulitz. <laughs> I'm usually over on Timcast IRL, eight to ten p.m. Eastern time. Having a, did you have a good day? You got here early today. You got I know. Ten I got minutes. Here so early today. Well, typically we run into traffic because we live near a school. Yeah. So every time we try to leave it about this time, we get jammed up. Yeah, we know better, but we leave at the same time anyway. It's annoying. It happens. It seems happen. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to continue talking about how to not market films and television shows <laughs> on multiple fronts. We are going to talk about how. <laughs> Basically, the Lord of the Rings is proving that, like, you can have, like, you can, what is that term we always say? Snatch defeat from the jaws That's of, right. of victory. That's right, victory, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you have a roadmap for success, and then House of the Dragon somehow beats you by being slightly less bad in the promo department. So They, they hate their fans that, slightly, only slightly less than the Rings of Power creators do. Yep. It, it is a crazy world where we live in where you're like, where can I go? That I will only be moderately despised. <laughs> that's that's what I'm looking for it's here. It's fun times. Like I, I want you to look at me, and if as long as you cannot make an audible face, that my face a, doesn't like disgust you. An yeah. audible face. You no, know, it's just because you're such a toxic, <laughs> racist male. Yeah, he's Actually, you male. probably should hate me because I did just say audible face. Yeah, was, <laughs> that's the real problem. This is the real pandemic is Brett saying audible faces. What the heck? We're going to turn that into merch, guys. Start, we're going to turn yeah. that into merch. Uh, <laughs> then after that, we're going to talk about further information with uh, Don't Worry Darling, which is really the, it is the gift that keeps on giving as, as far as I'm concerned. Year. Holy crap. Uh, I love drama. So <laughs> here we go. I'm thriving. And to me, yesterday <laughs> got heavy as far as our topics went. Yeah. So I thought maybe today we can... Keep it light. Up. Keep it yeah. fun. Yeah. So Let's we're gonna it. we're gonna talk about the stupidity that is the promotional segment of Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, and then after that, we are going to finally talk about Jennifer Lawrence, which I we I, tried to avoid her. We really did. Yeah. She's but insufferable. It, now that it's had time to settle, um, I think it, we're ready to talk about. That interview in the in the article that's written is is pretty well written the the Christian Toto article yeah. so uh, we're gonna talk about that we're gonna do Podluck I've got a very specific request for the Holly for Hollywood oh uh, and all of the film festivals I've got a very specific <laughs> request so we will get into that when we get there so if you ladies are ready we will just get right into it Mary are we ready Let's go Lydia are I'm we ready, ready? Let's Okay do it. All right so it says. This is, this is the best part. Uh, you don't even have to use the article, but it says Prime Video allows Disney is, follows Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi marketing strategy and accuses the Lord of the Rings fans of racism provides no evidence. Yeah. That's, the funny thing about this is, is I, I found a bunch of articles. You can find hundreds of articles on this stuff now, but there's like an escalating tone to all of them, which culminates in the Hollywood Reporter article that calls it racist threats. Um, and it gets more right. and more hyperbolic. 
Right, right. That That's the same language that they were using with Kenobi when people had an issue with the performance of yep. Moses Ingram as Reva. Um, they didn't think she did the character justice. Uh, they just didn't like her acting. And I think that was completely a fair criticism. Uh, she has an extremely bank blank expression throughout the series, and we had problems with how she did action scenes. Maybe she'd be an IRS auditor. Yeah, that'd be. Better. I mean, the dialogue. The dialogue. I'll grant was terrible in Kenobi, yes. so she didn't have a lot to work with. But also, it's totally fair to criticize her her acting yep. chops, and that's what people were doing. But they preemptively. Like, they preempted racist hatred toward her before the show was even out and prepped her for it, almost, like, groomed her into the response to it before it even existed and completely astroturfed it. The uh, the idea is that In a way, have... it shows that they're actually the racist ones. Like, and her response to it was so... Uh, insane to me because she said if you have talking androids and aliens in the show you better have people of color you like if you are paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth you're pulling <laughs> in people of color with aliens yeah and robots it, it made fine. me think do of do you um, know how that sounds or <laughs> well they're like uh the other one said like there can't be like uh, other races on middle earth uh it doesn't make any sense i said well this uh, same thing could be said about wakanda that's not a real place yeah uh, it in, literally in doesn't Panther. exist but that but would it make sense to change it there no it wouldn't you'd leave it the same way so this uh, this other article from uh from film what is this film total uh says the house of dragon premiere beat the rings of power by a considerable margin. Now they touted a very large number of like 25 million for the Amazon prime premiere, which we said would be astroturfed. Uh, and there's no way to really prove those numbers. In well, any sense. now we're counting it by households. Yes. So, instead. so for this one it says 4.8 million households watched house of the dragon, uh, as opposed to what was it, one point, uh, a two point six. You mean total? Yeah, uh, households uh, just that have the, the that Samba TV has the ability to track. Okay. So that would be smart TVs. That's not the same thing as the amount of people that watched it total. Well, from the uh, from that same researcher, I saw the Rings of Power uh, was watched by one point eight million U.S. households in the first four days, but House of the Dragon had two point six million households. In just their premiere night. Yes, and also another thing that's, that's staggering that's relevant here is that what's going to matter is they lost a lot of people between episode one and episode yeah, two. Yeah, the retention of viewership they is like way better four, for House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. One out of four so left uh, left ring uh, Rings of Power just between episodes and one and two. So you can assume <clears> those people are not coming back. And, and even who more, is coming back to the third episode, which is coming out tonight? Yeah, which we're going to watch. And we are going to... We're we, going to watch and review it because you guys have asked us to do it on your behalf. <laughs> and I, I would like to think that we've been fairly balanced uh, in that I, I love to crap all over how badly they've marketed this this garbage, like the, the garbage yeah. marketing. But still... That doesn't mean a, you have to hate yeah. the story itself. Right. So the other story, but, but before this one, was the the story about them talking about... Um, they, they referenced Moses Ingram and what happened with Ewan McGregor there. But then they get into this stuff with... They following their footsteps with uh, by casting uh, Lenny Henry, Sophia Namvidi. I think it's Namvidi. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. I apologize if if it's wrong. It's uh, your best Ishmael Cruz uh, Cordova, 
uh, as a hobbit, a dwarf, and an elf, respectively, uh, being, uh, despite the clear depictions of these characters found in J.R.R. Tolkien's works. Nevertheless, the actors were then antagonistic towards the fan base. Namvidi led the charge at San Diego Comic-Con in multiple media appearances, repeating a clearly canned message. She says, we are redressing the balance within the film and television industry, uh, this franchise, and I hope a lot of other franchises moving forward. She would also indicate that the show is an, alterca- is an alteration of Tolkien's work to be part of creating accessibility for generations to come. For new generations, this is their version of Tolkien. This is what my daughter will see of Tolkien's work. Oof. That upsets me. That's terrifying. And not the books. And not like, the books. Yeah. <laughs> and this same actress in uh, the interview with all of the female cast members that we talked about, I think it was last week. Yeah. She said she believes she's writing a wrong, yeah. not only in the Lord of the Rings franchise, but in the fantasy genre as a whole they're creating a balance that was absent before. Also, I want to point out that I liked her in the show. Uh, oddly enough... It's, it's so unfair to her own yeah. performance to have people instead evaluate you on your political opinions. Yep. You're, you're coloring everyone's view of what you actually did for the show so before it, it's out. The other one was uh, was Steve Toussaint, who said the same similar type of thing about House of the Dragon, where he said uh, he said that they're happy with a dragon, white hair and violet colored eyes, but a rich black guy is beyond the pale. But that's like the extent of what I've seen. I haven't paid as close of attention to the House of the Dragon, but I want to look at it through the eyes of like a normie, right? Who's not super invested. If your goal is to reach the regular audience, right? The people who aren't doing this for a living or aren't super invested in these franchises. You want to look at what media and what messaging is reaching them. This is the extent of what I saw as somebody who was less invested in House of the Dragon. So -hmm. that's less to contend with as far as people getting upset by your work. And the quality of House of the Dragon has been objectively better. But also the Game Game of Thrones franchise has less history to draw upon and a newer audience the author is still alive and supports it i believe that if tolkien were alive he would hate he would this, hate this. Yes. they would hate him i he mean would he wouldn't this. have lost ownership of his franchise in the first place yeah, if he were alive honestly but his estate is allowing this i believe Oof. in dishonor of his memory yeah and as we know, this is all nothing new whatsoever. Uh, I have this other article. It says, The Boys actress Erin Moriarty, uh. the latest celebrity to complain about toxic fans. All I can think is, like, how easy would it be to just not say anything? It would be easy. Like, You're but right. But they revel in feeling like they're fighting Victims. against the system. So this is, they turned it into a hashtag. Hashtag, I stand with Starlight. The betrayal of Aaron Moriarty by the boys fans. As it turns out, you can dedicate an entire season of a television show to exploring how the toxicity of masculinity crushes and controls women and seemingly a majority of the audience will still fail to employ the lessons learned or worse, not have recognized that there was a message at all. Nobody wants your messages in this garbage. Gag me. The show succeeds because it's fun to watch, not because people want to read your read into this your This is a messaging. misunderstanding of the same thing we were talking about yesterday, the intent behind art. Yes. Why do they want to be evaluated on the intent behind their art rather than the output? Because they know it's not good. 
That's that, what I thought. I mean, is it partially because... <laughs> but people loved the boys. That's what I'm saying. It's extremely yeah. popular. Like, they, then you're just ruining it. Uh, and like, what did you say earlier? Like, the, that the, the, they went out to create one uh, type of stereotype in the show, and then people ended up loving it, and then they're mad about it. Yeah, what they wanted to do was villainize... I, I mean, I didn't watch the show, but I think that a lot of uh, politically homeless or right-leaning people enjoyed the boys for the message they took away from it, which was independent of the intent of the showrunners. Right, right. The showrunners hate that the, the show they created is getting interpreted by people they believe are less than human. That's also a really interesting yes. thing to talk about is like a lot of them do have a problem with, it's kind of like when, when they talk about the Punisher logo and they like, they don't want people using that logo right. because they think you don't get to control <laughs> what your art means to other people. Try Once it's out there. Once, Once you've sold it. Yeah, you don't get the right to control. I mean, you can even argue that even if you didn't sell it, you don't have a right to decide what it means to the people that watch your art or consume your art now you're getting into intellectual property territory yes. which we know is dangerous water but i will say that like the pepe the frog guy he tried to take it back or whatever i feel like once you create art you need to just let it go and then whatever yeah. happens happens this is like the with the punisher logo it was not designed the guy who created it was not uh, necessarily like super uh right-leaning you know he's a comic book artist of course right he's a, you know what this has turned into right it's an attack on the intent of the consumers in in consuming the art yep not it's not even about the intent of the artist anymore. It's saying you like this show or this movie or this franchise or this character for the wrong reasons. Yes. It's presuming your reasons for liking something. It's like as ridiculous as going to someone who enjoys the Bible mm -hmm. And saying it's because you like crucifixion. What yeah. you, you you would support them killing Jesus? That's why you like the Bible. It's as it's as out of left field as that. I think that's a good comparison. So, so Moriarty yeah. went on to chime in, adding, "I do feel." These are like I just, uh, I just like when you read this, you have to remember that this is a. I don't know if like what the pay scale is for Amazon shows. I do understand that movie people who make movies are on a different pay scale than a lot of people working on streaming shows. But I just want you to think about, picture this being read, but I want you to picture it in an actual ivory tower okay. as she's reading this. I'm so, picturing she, it. She, okay. she goes, cool. uh, she, goes <laughs> she was quick to chime in. I do feel silenced. I do feel dehumanized. I do feel paralyzed. I've put blood, sweat, and tears into this role over and over and over again. I've grown up in this character's shoes. Emphasis on grown up. We change and evolve mentally and physically. Only she hasn't been silent. And then the article goes on and says, only she hasn't been silenced. Otherwise, she wouldn't be saying what she's saying. Exactly. So they love <laughs> She has an enormous platform. Yes. Ridiculous. And they she's using it to, to always say, uh, my pain and my trauma, trauma is always more exquisite and authentic than that of the viewer who is interpreting this work toward their own life and experience. You kind of have to actually picture her, maybe not in ivory tower, but definitely like with her nose in the air as she says this out loud. I can see it. I feel <laughs> like she's jumping on the bandwagon with this because she sees how 
She probably realizes that her chance at victimhood is getting away from her because, for example, the rings of power people are already complaining about racism. She realizes she can't complain about racism. Uh, so, she yeah. do something else. Rings of power cast slams racist threats against performers. <laughs> Middle threats. Not, so threats. They're like, escalating this. That's right. Um, and gaslighting the audience. And notice they never post the actual... Th when they post the no Moses... There's no proof. The Moses Ingram ones were like the most tepid... Like, if you've never been on the, like, that might be bad if you've literally they, never been on the internet a day in your life. They said that Moses Ingram was a diversity hire, which is seen as an attack in and of itself. But then they but escalate the language of the headlines to say that she has been threatened. Yep. As yeah, if right. any actionable or real threat, or even any, any not actionable or serious threat was made to her. I didn't see anything like nope. that on social media. And if anything, they were they were trying to stoke that flame or like bring it out of people when it hadn't happened yet. Yep. So a one point eight score for Lord of the Rings on Metacritic. Oof. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> uh, and like I said, I it doesn't bother me. The show's fine. The character I hate the most. I'm not even really reading a lot of it. I don't, I don't know. I, I know Morfred Clark or whatever her name is said a few things that were kind of annoying, but for the most part, sure. she just kind of she asked Queen Slate it up, and I just hate the character Ugh. of Galadriel. Yeah. Well, the whole uh, cast did that behind so, the scenes so they're sabotaging themselves i think that's kind of the the story recently is hollywood keeps sabotaging itself and, and we're when it's talk not it's you said it's not rocket science no it's not to create something that people like and stick with yep. right it's actually pretty simple i want to also do that picture the idea that they do exactly what they've done they make the show exactly the way they have they don't change any of it but they just don't speak out when people say this stuff, it would actually go away faster because you're not feeding the. This is like when they, people. This is like internet behavior 101. It's like when people don't send me, respond to haters because, if you have any. Right. And don't make up that you have them when you don't. Yeah. Like I, I have the one, like one dude who just, he hates my guts and he posts on everything. I never respond because there's no point. There's no point in feeding into it because it's what they want. And all yeah. that turns into is a, is a chain or a thread of you guys going back and forth and nobody really wins. If they had just allowed the show to exist on its own merits, whether you like the show or not, it would be getting a lot more leeway like Lord, like House of the Dragon is getting far more leeway because they're just not hating on their fans quite as much. They have to make everything a war. Uh, or maybe like like House of the Dragons. Like, look, if you guys, if you, can you guys just be a shit show for, for, for right now while we like and let us get settled in, and then uh, and then we'll be a, a, a crapshoot next season. That's probably why they're laying low for right now. I wanted to say I, jo I saw Joe Rogan put something on his Instagram about the House of the Dragon, and I was like, wow, because Joe Rogan in my mind symbolizes like the everyman he's like mm. the normal person he's just watching tv he enjoys what he enjoys he likes positive stuff which i think is great very necessary but he i, I was like if you caught joe rogan's eye and he approves of what you're doing you're gonna be fine and if all you have to do is not complain about racism and you're automatically going to be better than the rings of power well lower the I, I you, you gotta love them writing a whole letter to the fan base Mm -hmm. on Twitter. This is right out of the Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars playbook to do the exact same thing. Uh, they did this exact same thing with all the, the new Star Wars stuff. They um, say, we stand in solidarity with our cast. Hashtag, you are all welcome here. Uh, uh, 
then <laughs> they spoke on the man himself. J.R.R. Tolkien created a world which, by definition, is multicultural. A world in which free peoples from different races and cultures join together in fellowship to defeat the forces of evil. That's true. Rings of Power reflects that. Our world has never been all white. Fantasy has never been all white. Middle Earth is not all white. What's interesting about that is because she also said that fantasy, that, that actually contradicts what the actress said where she right. said that. They don't even know what they're yeah. arguing anymore. And they say BIPOC belong in Middle Earth and they are here to stay. Uh, finally, all our love and fellowship go to the fans supporting us, especially fans of color who are themselves being attacked simply for existing what? in this fandom. False. We see you, your bravery and endless creativity, your cosplays, fan cams, fan art, and insights make this community a richer place and remind us of our purpose. Remove you are valid, you are loved, and you belong. Oh you are an integral part of the Lord of the Rings family. Thanks for having our backs. All you have to Guys, do is make that exact same. You're valid. What the heck? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually going to. I'm going to say that they could do that. All they have to do is remove the contentious parts at the beginning and and remove the it, that it, you're being attacked. Remove that, and all you have to say is say, "We see you, your bravery and endless creativity, your cosplays." Say that. Just but don't thank mention, the fans and shut up. Yeah, how about that? Don't segregate it down to specific fans. Keep the message positive. Let the reward benefit you by if just bringing positive energy into a room is enough to help, then why not do that? It's so simple to do. Yes. Like they don't seem to understand it. They really think that this is the way forward. They think this is marketing. And I think that you're correct that this is a war. This is not about movies anymore. This is blatantly about cultural messaging and trying to tear everything down and remake it in their own image. Like good for them. They've actually found a goal they're moving toward instead of just destroying everything they're actually going to try to make something take its place, which I never thought they would get around to doing. <laughs> they're very bad at it because they have no clear vision. But that's what they're trying to do. I disagree but with that. But it's all I derivative. Think they, I, think, I think they have fantastic vision and they have endless desire to call to move their message forward. I don't think they're that moving they're, forward. Where are they going? They, they don't have where any creativity. I mean, where are you coming from? Are you saying that the fantasy genre has always been toxic, has always been racist and exclusionary? Yep. Or are you going to argue that the fantasy genre has always been multicultural, has always been diverse, mm. and there's just this faction in in this one fan base that's fighting against that but it's always who we've been and what we've stand like we stand for they're just saying slogans right. they they're don't not know what talking. they're even saying they're, they're saying they don't know the official narrative everything that they're speaking is something you read on a, a on like a sign at a all protest platitudes. It's, it's it, all it platitudes. really and, is and me and mary harp a lot on the idea that i hate buzzwords more than anything in the entire world i think that it actually turns your brain off to constantly speak in buzzwords uh, it, to the point where it actually disassociates you from what you're saying, meaning like it's you an may, abuse of language. Yes, exactly, and I think that's one of the the strongest wars we're fighting right now is is uh, the war of language. Hundred uh, percent. The the uh, the constant changing of what words mean, uh, shrouding the definitions of words in a bunch of, not mystery, but you're trying to muddy the water. So you could talk to somebody about the same thing, say the same thing, and mean and not even be talking about the exact same issue. Right. And that's, that's how they by win. design. Yeah. And that's by design. And I don't think that they have a clear vision because in my experience from watching this cultural shift, it just appears that they're in the destruction mode and they really have nothing positive to replace it with. 
I think it's a, it's a mixture of both negativity uh, about a negative outlook on how to approach these things while, while taking a cause that's generically a good idea, which is like, we should all get along. We sure. should all like, those are all good things, but they're applying it in an extremely, uh, not abusive way, but in an extremely volatile way without realizing that it affects other people. I think they do realize it. I think they don't care. I think that's part of their destruction mode. Depends I think on it's who we're causing about. the violence and the turbulence and in all of that chaos, quietly installing your new regime over everything. Yep. What would that look like, do you think, though? Because I sense that they, there is just not a lot there. Like, these are the people who are scared to order pizza and make doctor's <laughs> appointments. I mean, they're foot soldiers, yes. That's, I mean, I know. They're useful two different, idiots. There are two different yeah. levels of people. There are people who know what's going on, and they're just the useful idiots. I feel like a lot of these actors and actresses, and I will continue to refer to them as such, are just foot soldiers. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, the I actually, like, the the the, the weirdos on the internet doing this stuff, they're, they have less to gain, so I actually believe that they're probably more true believers the the actors and right. the actresses exactly. are in it for the money yeah. uh and the status at least they have a clear it's like that's what i meant tell. when i say that they have a that they have a clear i i kind of always fall back on the idea that it's your hr departments and it's your uh middle management it's your middle management that are yeah. the ones that put in that put the stuff forward it's some it's somebody in a cubicle who said this is the way tim talks about that it's like it's like they one day like a, a focus group was done and they're like this is the way we want to go right. and then you just go that way without really knowing what that means exactly. and the company that they're working for is so large it's like when i made the comment too big to fail that they can spin this whatever way they want so yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah yeah so uh, uh, to, right. to revisit the letter they wrote though um they say middle earth was always multicultural and they they bring together different races and nations together to to defeat evil that's that should not suggest that there isn't constant strife and war in middle earth like their whole angle for rings of power is to show the history behind the fact that lord of the rings thousands of years later is almost uh telling a post-apocalyptic story mm. it's not sunshine and rainbows and holding right. hands in this fantasy world otherwise you would have if, it, if that were true you would have no plot right and you know if anything this this franchise and the books especially are meant to show the complexities and the evil like that tempts the characters you're supposed to sympathize with the ring yeah. <laughs> like for instance like why why does the ring have power? It's right. the fact that the good guys even can fall to it. You could also make the argument that this speaks more to the power and the 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 uh, superiority of the storytelling for House of the Dragon that they made a good enough story that people don't want to talk about the the other stuff. They want to talk about the actual show. I will say I think that's what we need. We yeah. need real shows that like draw the attention from this stupid horse yeah. and pony show. Over to here. the point where you yeah, don't need to show. read that stuff because you actually want to watch. Right. You could argue like you could argue that the boys one. It's like as as much as I find that topic relevant, people aren't really going to think about that. They're going to go watch the show because they like the show. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And that should speak for itself. I right. agree for sure. Let's go to super chats, yes. shall we? Caper2x said, God save the queen. Mm. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth 
the second 96 years old yeah she's old oh my Rip. gosh yeah i knew it would get mentioned on the show for some reason we uh like it's probably the biggest news today yeah, we got it mentioned news. tim mentioned it to us um yeah and, and the company what yeah. i thought I, I i started like coming up with this insane idea i'm like what if tim was a like a royal super fan <laughs> like he doesn't tell anyone but he just loves like he's following like fanboys like, on them all he's the got time. news alerts for Meghan like, Markle yeah. drama I was like he's got like he, he, he's got like like hotter knots with like Ma- like uh, like Mary F. Kill with yeah. like uh, with like uh, Kate Middleton Meghan oh Markle gosh. and uh, the, the queen, queen. <laughs> <laughs> and That'd be like, great. I just like the idea that he's got like this weird thing that he, you know, he doesn't tell anyone about but he just like because if you go on Newsweek all of Newsweek's culture section is always about the royals yeah. yes so it's like Tim's like that's his favorite thing to it's do his after favorite part I, I'm Gonna re- if I known secret, it is the celebrity <laughs> culture of England. That's, That's right. Like we had when when Wesley was on, he was talking about how like they, they don't look at actors the way Americans look at actors. To them, celebrity culture is more around yeah. the royalty. The royalty. So yeah. I think somebody should write that Tim fan fiction. Where yeah, he's really, great. He's I love a huge it. Uh, fan of. <laughs> I uh, could of see the it. Queen. I could totally see it. I had Tourette's before it was cool. Oh. Said instead of Tolkien. They used tokens. No. Hashtag SBG 4L. Uh, Sweet baby gang for life. Oh yeah, Sweet baby gang. The spy. Also, head (laughs) trip like that. We were they were talking about that on IRL last night about the ticks people are developing. um, because there's a reason TikTok is called TikTok. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm a genius. That's what I came up with. Rascal King said, "The Rascal King returns." Oh, welcome back, my Not friend. The Rascal King, <laughs> welcome. Waffles Sensei said, "They specifically want to offend us. You can tell because it would have been totally in line with their agenda to make dwarf men and women all look alike for the trans agenda, mm-hmm. but they specifically went against the canon." Interesting is, point. Is, is hmm. there something to be said about the fact that we kind of do, in a way, bring this on ourselves because? Okay, when the terminal list comes out and and it makes all the critics mad, we might get like one topic out of like, haha, look at these sore losers. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Uh, I love the show. And then there's not really anything more to it. But be- we don't find that anger nearly as delicious as the astroturfed anger or, uh, they maybe- project onto like the Lord of the Rings fan base. Yeah. I don't know if like even astroturf it's just like what they project as like do they actually believe that that that's true I don't know but I know that they love to write about it and uh, it's like so we kind of in a way I I think we kind of play our own part uh, in it because not be not for nothing Mm -hmm. a lot of the people that care about it are passionate about these franchises and don't want to see them ruined in, in their eyes so they use your passion against you yeah I think they're creating the problem that they what you then about. It's the Streisand effect. Yep. It's great marketing. Hobbit said, am late, but am here. Hello, ladies and Brett. Hello. Yesh <laughs> said, Linda, would you return me if I was a cart? Of course I would. I return all carts. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a contentious, contentious topic here. issue here. I, I also need to ask you a Don't question care. real quick. I need to know what your three favorite fast food places are. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yes. Um, I don't eat a lot of fast food. I know you wouldn't think you'd look at me. We do love Chick-fil-A. Yes. We like sheets. Mm-hmm, Literally mm-hmm. gas station where you can get whatever you want. Dane, make- Dane would say that that's not fast food. It is. It it's, is. it's like... It's they, like some of them have drive throughs even. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the one over near us has a drive through which is cool. Uh, let me think. There was another one. I don't really like... I don't know. Do like, like Mod Pizza? I don't, Taco Bell's okay. There's mm-hmm. like a quesadilla. I don't like their beans. I don't know. Am I too picky? Mod Pizza's awesome. No, Wendy's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, yeah. Culver's. 
Culver's. Mine are Chick Fil A, Taco Bell, and Sheets in that yeah. order. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Chick Fil A is kind of overrated, honestly, and I don't really care if I get ratioed or whatever. What? I don't really it's I, like chicken. We have a uh, we had a place I called mean, Raisin good. Canes. In, Raisin in Canes is amazing. Really we had that good in Colorado. Sauce. Good yeah. sauce. Mm-hmm. It depends on the sauce. Yep. You really need a good sauce and chicken. That boring. Waffle Sensei said, literally just threw up in my mouth from that Twitter letter to the fans. I hope you didn't. Uh, there's Sorry. two up from there. Or that no, was the we? goal. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah they, 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 uh, I love it when like, uh, is this really the fault of the internet age that like everything's written like a publicist wrote it? Yeah. Like. I don't know. I mean, because everything was written. Middle management. By a publicist. That's now. why it yeah. feels like that. Because have, it is that. I yeah. have this problem now where it's like, I hate the fact that everything. There was a specific example earlier, and I meant to write it down, where we over Like the term quiet quitting. It's like, we have to give a name to literally everything now. It was just a thing you did where you just kind of. Uh, like did the bare minimum before b- before work uh, but before you left your job now it has to have a name everything has to have a name and I don't think that's actually the way society is supposed to work because that just kind of enforces the concept of labels right like you're no longer just doing the work to get by you're doing something specific which uh, promotes intent well you really just want to be like put on a little bit of a pedestal i think you want to be a little bit special i just don't want everything to have to have a label to it like one of the actually one of the few examples of the the opposite of that was like a lot of people when they're like uh like trans women or women i'm like shouldn't we shoot for more clarity there not less less, not it's not a bad thing to uh to do what you want to do but i think that more clarity is better uh when talking about stuff like that yeah i think so Hobbit said, still haven't seen Rings of Power, and at this point, not gonna. I'm guessing Don't a lot of people. That's why we do it for you. We That's are going right. to review it. It's midnight tonight. You're, you'll probably uh, watch yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, for the East Coast, it's at midnight. I think I will wait until the morning, though, because I don't want to sl- go to sleep that I've way. had to be up like super early for like appointments the last two days, so Ew. I will watch it tonight. I, Sucks, I don't right? understand why they would release it so late when they want whole households to be watching it at, like, does that make any sense? It's do, not prime time for the East Coast. Do any of these kids stay up? Uh, they're, they're just like, aren't all the kids up at midnight on a school night? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. They're not out of touch at all. Yes, realistically, uh, Rings of Power is a more family-friendly it is. show than... how. Actually, House of the Dragon would make a little bit more sense to come out at midnight. Yes. Maybe later. Yeah. yeah. Shards of Narsil said, no challenge, no growth, no tension, no drama. Correct. I'm one of those people that I actually can watch a lot of shows that don't promote tension in the cast. Like it doesn't always bother me if the if the cast gets along all the time. Like that bothers a lot of people. But like when there's you no, mean in real life or in like the shows? There's shows. like oh. but on a show, even when everyone's getting along, you're still moving toward the same goal. Yeah. You're still pushing aside like. You there know, has to be some antagonist. Yeah. Though, it, well, yeah, out like an antagonist from outside that group, but a lot of shows employ yeah. it within it the within the because you know those cast members will be there. Members will be there for every episode. True. So it's uh, it's an easier thing to bank yeah, on. Yeah, but that's just divisive. You can like, do both. And I don't like like I was saying I don't like that. Like uh, I'm trying to think back to old shows that I love where it's like when whenever the characters would then start fighting because they're always portrayed as good guys, one of those characters, whoever is being a, a jerk, is going to come off as if it's not that person because they have to make him act away outside of how he would normally act for the sake of the drama. Right. Right? Yeah. Lost? Eh, uh, I'm thinking more in like the procedural sense. That makes more sense because that's long, overarching, encompassing storylines. But they do it in like procedurals where you don't really need that because it's a week-to-week story. You don't need to tell 
because you're telling a different story every week, the stuff doesn't have to carry through. It's kind of the idea that that character is kind of just a, a, a not a blank slate, but they're like a, an amalgamation of generic uh, like traits. So when they start acting vastly outside there, it doesn't really make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Skyler or Sky. Clur Nelson <laughs> said they need to just make good content and stop trying to hit the nail on the head. Stop trying to hit the nail at all. It's ruining my childhood faith. I, know, right? I would have a, like if, so if we were to take this to like the idea of like baby steps to fixing the problem, we're not going to be able to fix the problem of them making the material, but maybe we can fix the problem of how they promote the material and you might find yourself pleasantly surprised by how many people are more amenable to you when you don't call like three-fourths of the people watching your stuff awful people yeah duh like this is so simple crazy, like how hard would that be crazy how i do like the idea that there's like a like a bunch of celebrities with like signs that say this the the customer is always right but they have it crossed out and they're like like nails through it and stuff because they're like the customer is not always right that's right we're always white right we're all, <laughs> we're always white. i mean uh, us three are always going to be white so yeah there you go still Perfect. counts Dragon's Talon 1001 said, I just realized something. PCC is the Neuralink dream of Bad App that we are all experiencing <laughs> together. That is a terrifying concept. Oh my gosh. I don't want to exist in yeah, that world. I don't, I'm not ready to entertain that. <laughs> Halls and the Kids said, hashtag cult of no. Wawa. Sheets is inferior to Wawa. Incorrect. But what about Royal Farms? Royal Farms is terrible they, too. It, They're all terrible in their own weirdly special enough, way. Weirdly enough, I see them all in the same area here where like yep. a, a crossroads. One time, I ordered uh, on Uber Eats. I ordered a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Oh yeah, how'd like you like Chuck it? E. Cheese? It's terrible. It right? was always so weirdly sugary. It was, it was so somehow bad. worse. Like not like you should being, be surrounded by being was it recycled? Boys. I have. I, I mean. <laughs> I, I tend to like food that tastes as fake as is, is, like I like I mentioned like I love so bad <laughs> I love like craft string cheese because it literally tastes nothing like cheese or we were just it, talking about how how lovely and rubbery it's it's basically <laughs> it's basically the cheap string cheese it's, it's basically like eating a carnival prize like something you get out of like a claw machine. like styrofoam yeah, yeah. it's great I love it I love <laughs> the idea of eating a carnival prize I like it did you did you believe that. Uh, conspiracy theory that the Chuck E. Cheese pizzas are recycled slices <laughs> put together like a, like a I've like a puzzle. Like a puzzle. That's amazing. They they pick them up the un <laughs> yeah they That's pick up the so untouched gross. slices from tables and just kind of. You know, shove them, shove them together. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's one that's that's worth trying to prove, right? Yeah, right? Like, let's go. Curious. It's literally almost <laughs> undeniable. Yeah. I think you're like, oh gosh, that is like there's so much proof for it. <laughs> oh, no. I believe that, it. Did you see that picture I sent to you and Andy that one time of like it's a it's a Chuck E. Cheese, but it says Charles Entertainment yes, Cheese. That's right. Love that's it. his full Incredible. name. It turns out. <laughs> James Orenthal Wen said, "Haven't read Fire and Blood, but House of the Dragon is." projecting a low-key women be oppressed uh, vibe gah. that hopefully doesn't ramp up as the season continues if they leave oh. it the way it is it's fine uh, c-f-a-f-t-m-f-w what does that mean chick-fil-a uh, something for the m-effing oh, win chick-fil-a for the m-effing win God, nice. uh so so i mean <laughs> incorrect that nice. is not like that kind of bugged me at first the storyline about her being uh named uh, uh to the iron throne but it, it didn't bother me after the fact because it actually made sense in the context of the way they told the story there the is whammon stuff was uh in the press before yes. the show oh, started i have okay. i have gotten They're better doing it light 
I, I've gotten better at not letting that. There's certain times where, and what was the one we watched something recently where it bothered me so much that uh, I just couldn't even get through it. Like it's weird how like certain things trigger that in you and certain things don't. It didn't bother me in Lord of the Rings, uh, this, and it didn't bother me in House of the Dragon. It's usually when it's more modern stuff when they do that that it bothers me because it's mm. less it's less realistic in the real world now. Yeah, they yeah. actually would have been heavily oppressed back then because it was. What mid, mid yeah 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 like I remember them talking about that they're that like no makes, it's actually historic that makes sense right now now oh it was prey it was it was in prey oh, when she's no. like yeah. I want to be a hunter because you say I can't I'm like nobody in that time period no was girl a, that age in that time period would have even the temperament the to concept. say something like that she wouldn't have male family members well re- I guess she said she said it to her in plus it was the it, it's twofold. It's that, and it's the way that all the men are portrayed as dumb buffoons right. who are just rude and mean. Oh, classic. Like, and they just were shown getting brutally killed because of their stupidity and the fact that they didn't listen to her in the first place. So maybe that actually speaks to just how far they have to screw up for this to happen. So like House of uh, Rings of Power, it doesn't bother me that much uh, because like the characters like Durin and Disa, I actually liked. So it doesn't bother me as much. And Nori. But, but the end, well, yes. Oh, of course, oh no, yeah. I, I, sorry, Bronwyn. Not Bronwyn Nori. <laughs> Bronwyn. Bronwyn. <laughs> but but Save it. you have to screw up both the characterization and the messaging from the time period for me to really hate it. But when you screw up both, you screw it up really, really bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. asked me, what is my opinion on PSLs? A oh, good question. Yeah, I am not think? into pumpkin stuff. No? I don't get PSLs. Oh, interesting. But maybe I'll have to try it. Have you ever had a pumpkin spice latte? I've tried it. You're Someone like else's. you're like a blonde. Yeah, you're white a blonde chick. white chick. What are you talking like, about? I feel like that's. But actually I'm not like, basic enough. I'm not yeah, Christian oh, girl autumn enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I don't dress like Han Solo. Yeah, you gotta get <laughs> your the name Uggs. is not Ashley with an E I G H. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> True. Nathan Settlemeyer said Cobra Kai returns tomorrow. Will blow both shows away. I am very sure excited. It's to, coming out on Netflix. People love that. guy. I'm very excited to to Movie. start the new season of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Yes. Before we move on, Brett, what do you think of pumpkin spice lattes? I'm a dude. I don't. I don't. Drink. You're like you don't, fundamentally you against like that. that. No, we just can't taste I, it. I've, I don't think I've ever had one. Oh, really? I don't drink coffee. So oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. That's right. coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fake, I, fake latte. And that's and by the way, that's not like a. Oh my god. Well, I'm if there's enough coffee. cream in there, you can barely even. Yeah, taste there's like it's no coffee. coffee in there. It's not a. That's not a. Oh my god, I don't drink coffee. Just, I don't like the taste of. There you go. Coffee. Well, don't worry. Pumpkin spice latte does not taste like coffee at all. At all. Aardvark219 says, Sheets, Royal Farms, or Wawa, pick a side and let the Civil War (laughs) begin. I gotta try them all. Uh, Sheets. Sheets? I would say sheets. Yeah. I like sheets. It's the everyman option. Exactly. In in Minnesota, we have what's called Bobby and Steve's, which is like it's both uh, an auto body shop and a humongous gas station that's two oh, floors. Oh, so it's like a oh, it's like a, one of those plazas. Yeah, I love the plazas, like the trucker plazas, yes. where you go and there's like fifty restaurants. Well, this is this is just one restaurant, but it's one place. It's it's like a sheets, but it's two Interesting levels. Interesting idea. Uh, with an auto body shop huh. there. So, huh. Weird. all right, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about. Everyone's favorite story this week. I feel like this. Do you feel like this is one that's going to like kind of, um, it's burned bright for a week and then it will disappear into I nothingness. So. Mary, do you want <laughs> do you want to lead us through a recap of all the drama involving my favorite person in the whole world, Olivia Wilde's movie? Don't worry, darling. Sure. Oh, no. So this was ramping up for a while, but it 
peaked at the Venice Film Festival when the cast of Don't Worry Darling was extremely awkward. It was giving sussy vibes. Um, By the way, I think there's an age <laughs> gap. There's, an, there's a capped age on, like, I don't think I'm actually allowed to say you that. You can't say I'm not sussy. Allowed to say I that think either. I would Only actually end I up, can say sussy. I might actually end up on a watch list yeah, if I said you that. you should, so. for sure. So, don't say that. The rumor was that Florence Pugh was uncomfortable working with Shia LaBeouf, who was originally planned to play her husband in the film. Mm. And... Olivia Wilde later claimed that she fired Shia LaBeouf from the film, but Shia exposed her with a leaked video where she was begging for him to stay on the project and work it out so with who she called Miss Flo, oh <laughs> condescendingly calling Florence Pugh Miss Flo. Um, Excuse me. I also he, want to point out, just before we go on, that there's a huge age gap in hiring... Oh, no. It was, was, um, was Shia LaBeouf Buff playing... Harry Styles character? Yeah, that's the a same huge character. age gap so in those characters. It's weird. She replaced herself as the same character with Florence Pugh. Who's younger? Because she wanted to portray a younger couple. Okay, that actually makes sense. Then but Shia was not fitting the image of the younger couple, so she still cast it. She wanted him <laughs> as the husband, anyways. So, anyway, Shia quit. Um, and then she replaced that character with her boyfriend, Harry okay. Styles, okay. who is 10 years her junior and has zero acting experience. What? And apparently no ability to describe what acting is when doing panels. Yeah, so oh I think he just like wishes that he was a himbo. He's succeeding. he's not attractive enough. He's just unintelligent. Okay, so he's got one of the one of the aspects, <laughs> but not all of them. Um, so there was rumored beef between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, and Florence Pugh was not pictured with either Harry Styles alone at that premiere or with Olivia Wilde alone at that premiere. My favorite part of of like looking through all the photos because I have to find like thumbnails is like play, it's like whack a mole <laughs> trying to figure like here's Harry Styles but not Olivia yeah, Wilde, yeah. here's Olivia Wilde but not Florence Pugh, here's Florence Pugh yes but not so like and for it's, like, PR weird... reasons Olivia. Wilde and Harry Styles couldn't be pictured alone together because they're dating. <laughs> uh, so, so it's actually really funny to like look at it and like that's all very calculated. Like she walks and stands by this person yes. and takes a picture with this person. So it's if you ever so wanna, awkward if to you, watch. If you ever want to wonder just how manufactured that world is, uh, just pay attention to who is placed where uh, in a picture line and, and you will understand that literally all that stuff is decided ahead of time. I'm going to start paying attention to that now. Yep. That's very interesting. Yep. Yeah. So then at the premiere, they got a three minute long standing ovation where. Which is nothing firstly, compared to the neck to the rest of the movies at Venice Film Festival. Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, well, yes, of course, because it, it we just found out. Don't worry, darling. Got bad critical reception despite it being preachy uh and, and teasing annoying. like this <laughs> commentary on Even gender roles like, and indie wire was like whatever. it's a bad feminist movie if like i'm like if you can't even convince indie wire to like your feminist movie you've got problems it, it was friend. marketed with a female orgasm awareness press tour i'm sorry what can yes. i stop can we no not 
have this conversation? What is wrong this with literally these people? Happened. I hate these people well, so much. It's because we are uh, the the. You don't have to just crush the male gaze. You have to crush anything that men like. We are we- an unserious people. I'm sorry. Yes. Un- I'm unable to take this seriously at all. Well, that's the whole point yeah. of this segment. So we have this uh, where it says like, Florence yeah, Florence Pugh's <laughs> glam team wore Miss Flow shirts while prepping for Venice red carpet. Petty, so and I love. It. I love the. I can. I can get behind the pettiness. I'm. <laughs> Not that way. Especially if you're not getting photographed, then yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it'd be cooler if Florence Pugh wore the Miss Flow shirt, but I, I don't <laughs> think. Great, uh, yeah, so but no. still, they're they're publicly denying any having any beef, and it's like you could just say that you like had disagreements. You mm-hmm. don't need to completely deny it. Everyone can see it. Uh, so yeah, so and then her stylist posted the picture of her in the in her Valentino gown, captioned. Miss Flow. I love They it. were obsessed with it. Yeah, it's great. It's, and it became a joke to them. I don't mean to make this gendered, but this feels like when we talk about women love gossip, women love shunning, and they love uh, their form of cultural enforcement is through shunning and gossip. In men, it's usually through physical altercation, right? Like women uh, excise friends from their friend group by talking about them behind their back. This feels like the product of Olivia Wilde saying that she's running this whole set very differently because she's a woman and she knows how to fix the problems that were created by 1950s Hollywood. And all it's proving is that neither one really works. This is just creates its own set of problems. Yeah. It's very, very feminine in the in all of these problems that keep occurring. That's a really interesting observation. I feel like a lot of the problems we've seen in society thus far have been the male problems. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what we're looking at right now, all this weird stuff we can't fully characterize or even verbalize sometimes, is the feminine influence. Like, this is women causing problems. Like, well, I, what I brought up uh, when we were first talking about this is that... Olivia Wilde casted someone else to do intimate and sexually graphic scenes with a man that she was currently dating, which she was directing. She was directing those scenes. And then with that was with an actress who she already had a tense relationship with. That's so weird. What do you expect to happen other than drama and uh, some kind of tense energy on set? Dude, this feels like when rappers have beef and you're like, you don't actually have beef do you this is solely for pr there's nothing else here i don't know if i I don't know if i buy that this is all for pr to be fair i don't think florence's like response to it is for pr i feel like she's just being kind of used she is uh, there was a great meme earlier it says florence pew uh quiet quitting queen (laughs) yeah she's Um, soft launching her quit yeah she, she's like she so she's skipping the the new the don't worry darling premiere in new york city to be fair if i was a celebrity and i had to watch my own movie like a bunch of times well a bunch of that would suck a, a bunch of like completely vapid and self-interested people had to pretend to want to watch my movie with me well i pretend to want to watch my movie with you who doesn't want to watch it either that sounds like actual torture to how me. many times yeah, do you think she's great. watched it already Way too many. Like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to go either. And it's, I think, uh, maybe a valid excuse this time. The first time when she wasn't at their press conference, it was about filming for Dune 2. Now this is her excuse for not being at the New York premiere. 
there was a there's a great I meme don't know. It's dubious. Of the cover know. of Dune and it's all Joey Tribbiani and it says how you Dune? <laughs> how you Dune? And it's, it's just a bunch of it's all the characters but with his head. That's great. Uh, I also want to point out that this you know who you know who might be thinking 4D chess is uh Seth Ro or no, was it who was the one who's like I'm not going to promote my movies anymore because I have mental health. Uh I'm not sure. Uh, oh, Tom um oh there was there may have been more than one. Just remembering Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. It wasn't Tom yeah. Holland. He, did, he was getting off social media. I feel like it was Seth Rogen. Was it? Let's look at um, it. Who's like, I, I don't want to promote my movies. Because he had a documentary coming out about mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and then like. He's he, like, I'm not mentally well enough to promote it. He's like. This I've is been, the best promotion. He's like, it. I've been promoting my movies for 20 years and I have like really bad social anxiety. And I don't. Yeah. Like, what, is it? Is it Seth Rogen? Uh, no, it's not. It doesn't look like. Oh, he dreads promote. He did Reds promoting movies. I don't know. That might be him. Yep. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Uh, that's so, from 2019. I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah. So, <laughs> he uh, he had a thing. Somebody can... if In the chat, if I'm wrong, let us know. But I think I'm right there. But basically said, like, I, I can't stand doing the promotion. Mental health is a concern. So, he found a way out of it. Jonah Hill. Jo- oh, that's who it was. Similar. There you go. Thank- same thing. Yeah, yeah. So same difference. Yeah. Yeah. Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen, Jonah Hill. Yeah. This is like, this I like Jonah Hill more. Uh, I mean, they're all pretentious. So. I mean, yes, but Seth, Jonah Hill. Seth Rogen has is like, more unhinged. That's true, and Jonah, Jonah Hill has actually like lost weight, and he's done things like he feels actual pressure. Yeah. So he he said that uh, he he felt that he just couldn't promote couldn't his it. movies anymore. Maybe it's like he's like I actually just don't want to sit through another two I hours mean, with a bunch of people him? who just want to use me for my <laughs> connections. And and Florence Pugh is like, look. You know, I, I got a movie to film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> so let's talk about Harry Styles addressing Spitgate. I love how Gate is everything. Like, even though that has nothing to do with Watergate, because Watergate was I, the name of the hotel, right? To be like, fair, I haven't seen anyone refer to this as Spitgate. I just I think have, it's funny. Oh, yeah, the articles say Spitgate. <laughs> really? Oh, That's no. hilarious. Oh. Um, he was playing a show at Madison Square Garden the other day, and he said, it's wonderful to be back in New York. I just popped very quickly to Venice to spit on Chris Pine, but fret not, we're back. What? So he thinks it's just a big joke, but like if you look at the video, it's damning. It, it, I don't know if you can deny it at that point. What all of it screams to me is like, and I don't mean to be rude to Olivia Wilde, it's like somebody who like they don't respect her, like so they're not, Can't gonna, why not. Like, like so they're not behaving themselves not, because of that. Be, there she doesn't a, have the same authority that maybe another director would have. She's yeah. like the parent who's if, failing. Like I feel like if I'm not even going to use a male director, I would say if Patty Jenkins had had uh, had directed this movie, I think because she's made more successful films and she uh, she kind of. Um, embodies a more a serious tone to her work and is actually seen as like an artist and not somebody who's just flying by uh, just getting by that the actors would take it more seriously because they want to make her proud or, or want to uh, being a part of her film meant more I, I feel like people our age don't understand this kind of gravitas that yes there's a lot of boomer hate out there and I completely understand it but they had a gravitas and they had like this respectability about Mm. them where when they were in charge you understood you kind of knew what was expected of you when millennials are in charge it's um a nonsense show. Well, we, we talk a lot about, she's like, we talked a lot about making it fair and everybody's ideas get heard, which is just utopian bullshit that doesn't yeah. actually work in, in this, in these industries, in the creative industry at the finance with something that much money on the line. 
it's it has to be a clear vision and yeah, there is and she, such a thing as too many cooks in the kitchen she may learn the hard way that you can't be a director like that you cannot direct by committee because it doesn't actually lend itself to good art right you can't mm-hmm. use that perfect equity you've been coming up with art requires exactly. one thinker to then like force other people to do what they say one maybe two right and maybe exactly. then very, very you few. won't have a 45 percent on rotten tomatoes dude it's meritocracy and they're rejecting it and this is the result i don't know what they this, that's not even fans that's the crew the critics gave dude, it a 45 percent. i can't wait to see maybe this will <laughs> end like, up maybe this will end it. up being like a morbius <laughs> thing where the people will like pretend to so like it for the good. for the memes like <laughs> i'm <laughs> the reps uh for chris pine i feel have the vibe of like the lady duff protest too much mm. saying that it's a ridiculous oh, it's story a, ridiculous. a complete fabrication uh there is nothing but respect between these two men and <laughs> any suggestion otherwise I, is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist i refuse I, I might believe that if the other guy wasn't harry styles i refuse to believe that there's nothing but respect watch, for harry styles watch the press yeah, conference no. where chris pine is struggling not to laugh at harry styles yeah. The entire time. I thought I looked to me it looked more like secondhand cringe and embarrassment. Like for him. secondhand embarrassment yep. or just laughing at his expense. I can understand. like I actually in a way I sympathize with Harry Styles on that because there are a lot of times here where there's things like that I feel I articulate well through written word that because of mm. the the number of things you're doing during the show, I feel like I don't articulate well. So I definitely understand the idea that you believe something in your head, you believe it to be true, you wish to God, you could convey <laughs> it to everyone, but you can't but always do that. His he's is just a no particularly newbie to doing interviews, and he knew exactly what he was going to get asked yeah. at this press conference. It's going to be like, so acting's new for you. What the, what's that like? It's I mean, it, like it, it's new. It, that's Woo. what he was going to get asked. <laughs> I just and don't. He uh, had no intelligent thing to say about it. It's also possible that he could just been stoned. Maybe. <laughs> Always possible. Have I'm not sure. Or that's wears? just the vibe he wants to, yeah. to give off now, that he wears bell bottoms at I the like, airport. I like that better. I like the idea that he actually like goes backstage and talks really articulate and eloquent, and he's like, oh, I can't believe I Gotta have to Gotta put on this. my stoned persona. And, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, he's like, oh, these plebs, these uh, plebeians. I gotta dumb myself down for them. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, I also wanted to point out there was uh, the articles. I didn't pull up a bunch of them, but I hate the um, the tone of the articles. They're like, no, of course Harry Styles didn't spit on Chris Pine. They literally want to make you feel like you you what we like saw, you're crazy. Yes, it's like gaslighting you for gaslighting. like saying it to, for looking at the video and saying exactly what you saw in the video is true. And Don't I'm not saying that that's what eyes. happened, but I'm saying there's more than enough evidence that the way that Chris Pine reacted would at least indicate that it could have happened. So do not gaslight me as if I'm nuts right. for at least questioning right. whether it happened or not. Right. You slime bag. <laughs> yeah, that's I, fair. I, I love that. I, I love how angry it made you. Fair characterization. It's those super, super yeah. editorialized snark. In it's the, kind of the same thing, antagonizing the fan base once again. Yep. Like, or it, antagonizing anyone who's not part of that circle. In fact, I might even change my thumbnail. Like, I the thumbnail that I have made for this segment for tomorrow says the the drama behind "Don't Worry, Darling" is the gift that keeps on giving. Even that's a little bit. Uh, not ed- charitable enough to these slime bags, as you said? Yes. <laughs> I like to keep the thumbnail as neutral as possible for the sake of, uh, you know. But 
I like to editorialize. I, she, she's like a, a like you have a little devil on your shoulder. Uh, I just don't have the angel on the other side who's there. She's like, like, oh, God, like, like no, stop say it. that she exposed him. Change the color for exposed. No. She, it's not yet. Yeah, drama. Like, no, drama. No. Yeah. So, it does get the clicks. Just let's, saying. Uh, <laughs> does this movie interest you? No, and I I love thinking about the fact like I just rejoice knowing that I'm never going to watch Don't Worry Darling. I'm not even going to think about it ever again. When 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 <laughs> Amala no was downstairs when when you mentioned that oh, yeah. we hosted a podcast about pop culture, she goes, "So you're covering Don't Worry Darling." It's hilarious that she she I guarantee if you were like, "What's Don't Worry Darling about?" she'd be like, "Uh Like the like, real answer is we're covering everything but Don't Worry Darling." But yeah, we're, yeah, we're, and we're happy that. to say that. Like, <laughs> she like she like if she if she knows anything about it, it's because of the drama, not because of the actual movie being good, which is a hilarious it's it, this is why it makes everything makes me feel like it's just PR. Like the drama is what gets them ahead. The drama is what generates the clicks. Like you're correct. Like you can make these things red and bold and draw attention to them. That gets attention. Attention is mm. money. That's the only thing that matters. And I I don't think that's good. Like that that genuinely makes me feel like our whole culture is on sinking sand, but at the same time, I understand why they're doing it this way because all attention is good attention. They, they like I, I'm picturing like the 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 studio executives watching the movie, like him and Olivia Wilde are sitting there in the big, you know, all these studios have like their own like movie theaters in there, and they they get done watching, the lights turn back on, and he goes, "So what do you think about promoting it with drama?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as yep. true as what you said is. Lydia, I also genuinely believe that these people are antisocial individuals who can't work together that too. often. Yeah, we've been told a little bit too much of the your special nonsense. Well, ego. I mean, I it's mean, not even just that, like, feeling like you want to be put on a pedestal. I think people are um, desperate to feel special today because they are... Uh, deracinated isolated from the people who should make you feel special in your life like your family, family. yeah we've lost our culture our community it's not That's a problem that people want to feel special That's you know like everyone thing. wants to feel special but you're looking for it in the wrong places and celebrities are the best example of that yeah all those articles that came out after roe v wade it's like if you get if you, if you find yourself pregnant you need to build yourself a stable system of people that can help you raise the yes child. and i was like like it's a, your job like there's a name for that yeah it's like, like yeah. a family it's a church <laughs> it's an actual community mm -hmm. there's some super chats oh yeah it's johnny derp said lydia West Virginia has Tudor's Biscuit World. Oh. Get the rocket, steak, cheese, egg, and tater on an enormous biscuit. <laughs> one week's carbs in one sitting. Die happy. Let's go. Wow. I know. It's I've never heard of this miles. place. Okay, so it's 124 miles away. I texted Andy about it, and he's like, ew, let's go. So we're <laughs> going, so we're going to make it like a road trip, I think it sounds like. Ew, let's okay. go. Yeah, it sounds great. Dragon's Disgusting. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Dragon Stallion 1001 said, when I watched the interview where Styles was trying to discuss the movie, I pictured Corinne Jean-Pierre. They both speak, but don't say a dang thing that explains anything. That's a good comparison. Most of the stuff that comes out today, like when we talk about publicists speak, it's all talking without actually saying anything at all. Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. whole point. That's why it makes me think it's PR. How many words can you say uh, use to say as little as possible? They mm -hmm. got to be buzzwords. While yeah. being grammatically correct so people think you're making sense. Right, exactly. Not. There was, I, I don't even remember what it was, but I watched a really interesting video the other day where they talked about just, just because you sound eloquent 
doesn't mean you actually are saying anything worthwhile. Maybe Mary's right. Maybe the printing press was a horrible idea. Yeah, maybe. And, and and maybe we just you're coming around to uh, it. I am not. I am not. I, I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> it, maybe it's more on us then to be better at discerning. Just because you sound coherent doesn't mean you're making a good argument. Even yeah. if you guys disagree that the printing press was a mistake, everyone I think can join together and agree. The internet was a mistake. Yes, for sure. I agree with that 100%. I, yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm always happier when I spend longer periods of time offline. Yeah. Probably. True. True that. Bad App said, Mary, what's your Chick-fil-A and Taco Bell order, though? Mm. At Chick-fil-A, I get the number one sandwich and a mac and cheese. Yep, mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I put the mac and cheese in my sandwich. There you go. This is a Sheets special. I also really? want to point out oh, that... Yeah, oh you, gotta, you gotta like... You can put mac and cheese on your sandwich at Sheets. Yes, at Taco Bell, I switch it up, so I don't know. So at Taco Bell, there uh, are regional releases for things. So I have friends in Florida who were not able to get access to the glorious chili cheese burrito. So what I would do no. whenever I got one, I would send a picture with a middle finger <laughs> yeah. and then That's say, what does. eating, a, uh, eating a, a chili cheese burrito, F off. I kind of heart. I like picturing this better that you're giving a middle finger to the burrito. I am, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm going like this and I'm taking a picture. Like, well, like the burrito is being victimized. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. if I, if somebody's there, I will take a picture of me eating the burrito with a middle finger. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you send it to your friends in I Florida. I like that you mix it up. I, I don't know. They might have it again there now, but yeah, there was a time <laughs> when they did not have the chili cheese burrito and I would love Tragic. to. Tragic antagonize them with their lack of access well speaking of regional before we move on i have to say that baja blast mountain dew is sometimes at taco bell when it is you guys should all know that you can only get baja blast mountain dew from the baja blast region of the mexican mountains is this correct brett this is what andy told me i don't know if it's true what? I, don't right, think, you can confirm I don't think that's a real yeah, thing it's, uh, the it baja blast region i know Check somebody made a great like a uh, cake or not uh, like the oh, gosh, the Baja Blast. Blast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cultural icon. Okay, get on. Uh, also, it falls into the category of one of the many like things. Like, uh, there's always the the memes on TikTok or Instagram. It's just like uh, like when you take that first sip of McDonald's Sprite. Yeah. And it, like, it just it's some, like an explosion. Something about it. Baja Blast is the same. The, the, there is no such thing as a good Baja Blast outside of a Taco Bell. That's right. It's not a thing. Only one place to get it. Yes, said Chick Fil A sandwich with mac and cheese is kid cuisine tier he said that before you don't said attack that. me it's true though no he said that before he said, he that, said, before that. You, he said that before he said that, that yeah 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 uh, yeah but i said i i mentioned he read it before your mind he said and it. i'm gonna come here too i'm gonna come to the defense of kid cuisine so kid okay cuisine is yeah good. <laughs> leave leave it alone That's yeah alone. little chicken go. nuggies I, with the, I, the cosmic sorry. brownie my favorite i know you hate saying nuggies i do no but my favorite meme of all time is it's like it's just somebody picked all the the cosmic all the pieces off the thing it says f you uncosmic brownie <laughs> uncosmic brownie <laughs> Gate, like imagine like i you, just uncosmic oh, yeah, your, your brownie, brownie? how do you terrible. feel disliking someone so much oh. you just uncosmic their brownie and still give it to them <laughs> heartbreaking it's incredible dare you. bad up said gray sweatpants <laughs> season is coming ladies oh, interesting uh I, i'm cool the fact that i look forward to wearing gray sweatpants just kidding. I Perfect. Know. <laughs> I, know. Uh, that's, I was like, I think she missed the point on that no, one. No, 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 I didn't. All right. We are going to we are gonna get right into to Jennifer Lawrence because this article is great. 
Uh, and I didn't want to cover this initially, but I think there's enough there that like this is one of those ones that Tim put this in in like our group. Like, yeah, talked about it. It, so. it started with the clickbait headlines, like Jennifer Lawrence confesses she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson, and we're just eye rolling so hard that we don't <laughs> want to talk about it. But and my favorite part is the me- I think we a- finally caved. It's the therapist where the guy's like, is Tucker Carlson in, in the, the room, room with, with us, us now? Right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it says, Jennifer Lawrence's intolerance hurts the country, and here's why. It's this is from Toto. Christian Toto, who's great. We love uh, him. We've had him on the show. Yep. He's awesome. Uh, if he ever comes back, I would like to have him on. Yeah, yeah for sure. He would be great on here. For so sure. it says, uh, he ma- uh, Tucker Carlson is having a hearty laugh over Jennifer Lawrence's confession uh, that she has nightmares about the Fox News house. And before we get into that, uh, I do want to draw your attention to this picture. On screen. Oh, yeah. It says, yeah. I have nightmares about Tucker Carlson. And then it's uh, four pictures. If you're Harvey listening, yeah. if you're listening in, the, in the Spotify, uh, it is uh, Jennifer Lawrence in uh, Just Harvey Weinstein. Partying and palling up with Harvey Weinstein. Also, Olivia Wilde has been accused of being a Harvey Weinstein ally as well. I saw that I don't earlier. know how true that is. Many I such cases. I mean, that could be as, mu- as, simple, as simple as like they were in a Miramax movie or whatever, like in a movie that it, he. Produced I uh, that I don't know. It's I, just not somebody that you want to have a selfie with. So it says anymore. when uh, Carlson says, "No, I want you all to picture this uh, not in his voice, but in Seamus's voice." That's oh, a, uh, yeah. It says when you decide to work in television and you lose control of a lot of things. Foremost, the way other people perceive you. You can uh, so it can really be. Uh, can it really be your fault? Are you really responsible if major Hollywood starlets dream about you? Yeah, no. They dream about <laughs> you. Uh, or the green M and M. You can't blame Carlson for leaning into her confession. It's Heck no yeah. laughing matter for the rest of us and he's right this is a problem where people are literally walking away from their own family members their own flesh and blood over politics they view this as a sign of moral strength and sadly because because celebrities are now the models of the ethical models that people have in their lives that's a sad thing but it's true jennifer lawrence is then telling telling her her fans or even just the onlookers in general that it's okay to disassociate from your family members over political differences almost completely the opposite of what we saw with sydney sweeney when her family got eviscerated on the internet for even hinting that they could be anything but politically leftist i couldn't stop thinking tonight last night about alec baldwin and him somehow thinking that like john mccain was like the bastion of american of american values like it shows such a fundamental misunderstanding of what the modern day like what a populist movement really means call that out of touch like i was like mccain really like did you like write this in a speech with the blood of children? What, like, what <laughs> are you talking about? So it says we're living in it. We're living it day by day. Fractured friendship after fractured friendship. The country is splintering from tribalism run, run amok fed by a corrupt press and hyperbolic. Uh, pol- is that polls? Polls, polls politicians. Okay. Yeah. On both sides. I would have. 
Yes. Okay. Not not a term that I <laughs> that yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, then he goes and he talks about Biden, who declared war on half the half the country before walking it back the next day. Late night television is so divisive that it abandons jokes to score uh, partisan uppercuts. The problem with that is they don't make jokes to make you laugh. They make jokes to make you clap. That is not Clapter. humor. Claps not laughs. Yes. It's it's not. It, that's not mm-hmm. how it's actually supposed to be. Uh, the Hunger Games stars new Vogue interview, which got picked up by every media, media outlet imaginable, find, uh, finds her dumping gasoline on the culture war fires. She says, I work so hard. Th- this is the part that really bothered me. Um, says, I Just worked so hard. Just completely demonizing her dad. I worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and my family and try to understand. It's different. The information they are getting is different. Their life is different, Lawrence said. I've tried to get over it, and I really can't. Uh, Emphasis added. She says, I'm sorry, I'm just unleashing, but I can't F with people who aren't political anymore. You live in the United States of America. You have to be political. It's too dire. Politics are killing people. Look, I don't have to be anything. That's right. You can't (laughs) Anything that Jennifer Lawrence tells me. What is like, like... Uh, what is the opposite of political? I, I, Anti-political. I am not h- handsome enough to be it's... a himbo, but if I wanted to be a himbo <laughs> and not give a crap about politics, I can do that, and it is not a bad thing. It's not I do continued, not. I don't want to disparage my family, but I know that a lot of people are in a similar position with their families. How could you raise a daughter from birth and believe that she doesn't deserve equality? How? How? What does that mean? No one knows what that means. What does that mean? Obviously, to her, it means something entirely different than it means to her family. And she didn't even say that her family is right wing or conservative any in any way just that they are apolitical and that's not good enough for her because they have to be in lockstep with her and the rest of her peers in her essentially her workplace did, did you see the part about where she talked about like i would send my parents like a rapid fire set of texts with like stories about stuff that like like look at this look at what they're doing uh, da, da, da. and then they wouldn't respond because i'm sure they're just like we don't care we like we love you either and way that's and, not reaching out to communicate about anything that's then, one-sided so right. she would send all these rapid fire texts like look at look at what evil drumfler is doing here look at what evil giuliani's <laughs> doing here and, and then like she would calm down and send him pictures of the baby. Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is a symptom of social media where you feel that you need to make that post because you need to get your point across and you need to say it right this second. All you have to do, all she has to do in that case is like type out that text, close your phone. Give it five. Give it five minutes, ten minutes, minutes. and come back to it and decide, is this something I really want to fight with my parents about? Yeah, I think you're right. something else she said. It breaks my heart because America had the choice between a woman and a dangerous jar of mayonnaise. And they were like, well, we can't have a woman. Let's go with the jar of mayonnaise. That goes with AOC saying they'll never elect a female president (laughs) because they hate women. I love the hyperbole of it all. The hyper. Like, I picture that. When I read that, like, from AOC, I'm just like, I, I was out, like, down the street, right? And I look to my left and there's people at a restaurant and I'm picturing, like, I'm looking at all the men. I'm like, in her world, all these dudes are looking at the women and they're just like, F off. 
doubt that, that's not how humans have not, come to exist for millennia. I'm such, just saying. It's such a simplistic view of the world that's enforced by a media narrative that's turned everyone into either heroes Dude, or villains. Do you guys think that anybody stops for a minute and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. All the news I'm seeing perfectly supports everything i already think (laughs) is there maybe something off here everything she said in this interview is just like you said telling jokes for claps Mm -hmm. and it's so amy schumer-esque i cannot stand it it's too personal to a she said it's too personal to a female's existence to watch white men debate over uteruses when they from the bottom of their hearts can't find a guess what uh, <laughs> and then of course all it takes is somebody who's not completely moronic to be like there was more women on the supreme court now than there was at that white time. men and it's just, you don't even need to get into the real facts the real argument at all because that's not what she is prompting no. from you she wants compliance not only from her family but from Emotional validation, uh, and not—I mean, it's—it's it's not just validation, though. She wants you to uh, uh, to validate that her, her the f- things that fe- she feels this strongly about that have been stoked by a, an extremely corrupt media, an extremely biased uh, set of institutions that are out to make you scared out of your freaking mind all the time. She needs you to repeat that back to her. I think there's something also much darker that isn't being addressed or uh done justice in that interview which is that she reveals she had two miscarriages Mm -hmm. in her early 20s and i think there's clearly some i guess unhealed wounds wounds there and she's using political uh like things that are political to mask that or displace her pain onto it. Yes. Can I ask you? Uh, uh, can I ask you, ladies, some questions about that? Then, so say, like in a culture now, which uh, I when, when Tim sent this article, the original version of this article, I'm like, I don't think you saw just how much they didn't just talk about Roe v. Wade. They they bragged about abortions for a long period of time. Is it is something like that? Like you're saying, you feel like that's unhealed trauma from. Something. Possibly, but I is don't that, know. But that could that be because the traumatic nature of the of the procedure of what happens flies in the face of the nonchalant way they treat the concept of abortion. So they're like, it's no big deal, just have an abortion. And society yeah, tells and you it's no big deal, but to you, you can't understand she, why to you it is, and you're almost at loggerheads with your the world. She's faced yeah. with reconciling her grief. And this ideology. Okay. They can't exist in the same space. Guys, I don't think you realize what a significant percentage of the rage we see on social media right now is because of unrecognized guilt and shame. This is something we never talk about anymore. We tout stuff like abortion, and then we act shocked when people are like, I don't feel that way about having aborted my kid. I feel guilty, empty, and now I might not be able to conceive at all. And people don't know how to come to terms with it because they're being told. We talked about this a little bit last night with the tra- some of the trans stuff. We're like, they're being sold a lie. And then when it turns out to be a lie, they can't come to terms with the fact that it's not true. And they just crumble. And they lash out at people around them. I've seen it personally. I've seen it publicly. I think that's exactly what we're seeing with Jennifer Lawrence. I think something else I wanted to touch upon here is the way we know the press politicizes 
everything celebrities say, even when it's not the intent they had in saying it. And they ask leading questions to coax political answers Right. Out of largely apolitical People. public figures, they might have so, been. They might have done that whole interview, not, never touched on those topics, never thought of I mean, a moment about it. Easily done. But yeah. reading the Vogue interview, I'm, I can't help but think this was the direction Jennifer Lawrence took it in herself, mm-hmm. because she's touching on every single topic. She's talking about gun control, the NRA about school shootings she's talking about mitch mcconnell about jd vance about every political issue you can think of or every call out that she could have possibly made it it was made and that's the direction i think she hijacked the interview and took it into when ordinarily thank you you. party yay thank you guys ordinarily i want to assume that it's the press's fault when we see annoying headlines like this. Right. And especially after Roe v. Wade, they asked so many leading questions to get the the provocative headlines they I wanted. I am so proud of this movie I just made. They're like, well, you know what else you can be proud of? Abortion. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I, guess uh, I can. And then they're like, <laughs> they, they don't have the option of opposing it. No. Right. You have no choice. Or Good staying point. silent on it, Good do point. they? So well, silence is violence. They have to say know. something at least in tepid agreement. But in the case of Jennifer Lawrence, I think this she might genuinely feel this strongly about all of these issues. Uh, and, and then, and I refuse to believe if she can be that against decorum while having an interview, which is part of her public facing persona, I'm sure the messages she sent to her family are very like hard to, to reconcile that like, like they love their daughter, but they just don't want to talk about this stuff with you. And that's and fine. And especially not over text message, yeah. which is completely understandable, even if they were open to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like have that discussion in person. Yeah. yeah. Like have that discussion in person. Not it it makes me think of like. Uh, and how do you think they feel about this coming out? Like this quote that she yeah. just so can't. She family. can't accept it. It's it's weird. Like that you would want to put that out That you out find there. that out from the press and not from her. Yeah. So it, it's to Sad. me is a. Uh, uh, another case of a celebrity who's just kind of broken by the the world we're living in right now. I do believe that there's like we, we talked about um, uh, Timothy Chalamet's like I think the world's coming to an end because of social media, and we heard something vague uh, like that. Mark I mean, Ruffalo yeah. saying, uh, you know, the world. I don't know if I'm going to be here in five years to make movies because he said it the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah. What so if I'm not alive. This is her what? way of making that same point. Like like it feels like this is like the the symptom. Like this is a symptom of the the world that's falling apart around a lot of these people because their minds are kind of being broken by by the media and, and the inability to think differently from your peers you're kind of locked in this torturous repeating cycle of like being fed information only being allowed to have one viewpoint about said information being asked questions about yourself which then entails that information in which you then have to parrot that back you're not allowed to be quiet you're not allowed to be apolitical uh, I almost feel bad for them in a way. It is in a way driving them insane. It is driving them crazy. I, I, I feel bad for them. Yeah, it's sad and it's hard to watch. And I do feel bad for Jennifer and her family. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you need to take a step back and be like, where is the problem coming from? You can sense that her derangement is causing fractures in her personal relationships. Right. I, feel I, bad. I can't imagine. And being it's her a parent. model right. for ordinary people. Yeah. Who don't have anyone else to fall back on. I can't imagine being her dad and reading this and like, what do I need to be forgiven for? 
Oh, right. right. Thinking differently from your daughter. The idea that he even needed forgiveness, forgiveness That's, that is was the something bench. she projected onto him. Yeah. That was what, well, it, it shows you where the starting point is. There is no middle ground to them. They're, they're so right. This is the original sin. Yes. Is to have a different thought, yeah. honestly. So uh, just remember this when, when getting to talk to the, about these celebrities that think that they know everything and, and want to tell you how to live your life. One of the easiest ways you can tell whether somebody's, uh, somebody that you can listen to is whether they actually want to allow you to have an opinion and not demonize you for having that opinion. Right. So Exactly. Super Chats. Super Chats. Bobcat said, is he is she having nightmares about Tucker Carlson or some other kind of dream about him? <laughs> she She's a healthy him. young woman. He's a successful she man. She wants to date dot, him. Dot, she, dot. That's what I said. He's a, he's, he's a virile and oh handsome gentleman. And <laughs> she's, a young, she's a green M&M. She's a young, nubile, <laughs> green M&M with go-go boots on. And, that, and it's a love story for the Some ages. And you heaven. can guess what happens next. <laughs> Bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> Bobby said, I'm still catching up, but I miss chili cheese burritos. Oh, bro. Yes, bro. bro. Sounds amazing. Bro. We should all go get chili yes. cheese burritos after this. What about grilled cheese adventure. burritos? I kind of want, like, we'll all go get, I will buy chili cheese burritos for everyone in this Amazing. Room. Let's do like, it. I will hold you to that. Yeah, you let's it. do it. Stephen Ellis said, pitch the idea of auctioning off Lids Cast <gasps> XD. Yes. Somebody mentioned the other mm. day we should save it after it comes off. It's only going to be a couple of weeks. It's not going to be gross. The other one wasn't either, to be fair. Nothing smelled. It wasn't weird. But they're like, you should cut off the cast and save it and have it be like the cast, cast, castle, cast, cast something. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Castception. Mm-hmm. And I Do we have it. any, like, uh, Jess- Jess- does Jessica draw? Yeah, Jessica draws freehand. Have her draw a cat, the castle on the, yeah. on the castle. There's oh, not much idea. space left. I know. We're running I out bet of she can do here. it. <laughs> we can make it work. So um, I think it's time for Podluck. It is time. I think it's time. I, I think, think time. to start, we're going to talk about something that we need Hollywood to... If you to could stop listen, doing. If you could listen, Hollywood, just come here. I'm going to put a bunch of, of slides on screen. We're going to go through them Hark. one at a time. <laughs> and I'm going to just ask you guys to please, if you're watching, I know that Hollywood producers of all uh, of all walks of life are watching. We all know that oh, Amber yeah. Heard is a, is a huge fan of this podcast That's because correct. she wore black one day so to try. Yes, yes. So, Hollywood, what we need you to do, uh, we need you to stop telling us how long the standing ovations are at your stupid award show. Yes. And even if you don't stop, please stop rounding up. <laughs> at least from 30 round seconds. down. I want you to be a bit more humble. If so, it's if it's a three minute and thirty second applause, it's three round three it down minutes. to three minutes. Not four. So, so people already think that you guys are self obsessed and um, love uh, love the sound of your own voice and can't wait to pat each other. Like you all, uh, I imagine that aside from all the plastic <laughs> surgery, there's a lot of rotator cuff surgery from patting yourself patting on, the, on back. the back. So what I want you to do is uh, we're going to look through these articles. Just so imagine just, that their hands are raw and bleeding at the end of these standing the ovations. Sacrifice they make. But I, they I, keep I going for it. the sake of the craft. Colin Farrell it. lands rapturous 13-minute standing ovation at Venice for the Banshees of <sighs> Inisherin. Please. Then we have uh, this was my other favorite part was <laughs> the Banshees of Inisherin receives 15 minute standing ovation. I want to know who the hell rounded I, up by two minutes. No, I, I heard that the David Cronenberg film coming out got a 13 minute long standing ovation as people stormed out of the film while it was not over yet because it was so 
just artistic, yes. and, oh, but graphic and it's so deep. It, oh it's God. surreal. It's just like I'm just such an artist, I'm bro. An awesome I just I can't stand cinephiles. That's gross. Uh, if you good. casually like movies. That's different. I will say that there is the argument says like uh, it's one way place where music and film is different. Is like no like people that hate on other genres of music. Thank there's you. never somebody's like, oh, you like comedies? What a loser! <laughs> uh, whereas like there's definitely like, there's a dude somewhere who loves speed metal who's like, do metal? God, you suck! Uh, like that's worse. that's, a, that's there's a, there are snobs everywhere. True. So Trace uh, Lissette gets 11 minutes standing ovation at Venice Film Festival. I want there, if you're going to keep doing this, turn it into a game show where like yes. every, the whole year you follow the cast of these movies getting made and the only, like they get progressively worse and even more <laughs> detached from reality because they're like, we don't care about like impressing people, like normal people. It's just the people who go to the Venice Film Festival, and I want them to like hand out comfortable shoes so that people will be in, like uh, instituted to like stand longer, and maybe special gloves so that their hands won't get red from. Or there could be dummies, like oh, robotic yes. clappers. Yes. And uh -huh. then uh, it says, "I made my colleagues clap for 13 minutes, like they do at the Venice Film Festival on Jezebel." What? And here's my uh, Brendan Fraser cries after getting his six minute standing ovation. He actually has a claim. He made a huge comeback in life. Uh, his is uh, <laughs> the tweet I told you earlier uh, is. I'm sure Brendan Fraser appreciates being treated like a three-legged dog that's, all the time. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And, and then, he, <laughs> and then we get this one. Why standing? Why counting the standing ovation minutes at the Venice Film Festival needs to stop? Who is tasked with counting the minutes and writing down each time? That sounds terrible. Is there a it sounds guy? like you could easily fake it. Yeah. And. Uh, if you all. think about Don't Worry Darling's mere three minute standing ovation, Ooh. yikes. Does three minutes. That's damning so for the, the film. If the movie has a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes and that equates to a three minute standing ovation, is there a way we could do the math that tells me how long the standing ovation of a. Uh, if a movie is gets you six minutes, does that mean that that's a eighty-eight percent? I'm lost sure you Mary. could quantify this. We lost Mary. We lost the camera. Uh, camera. Shut off. Yeah, uh, Mary's oh, living no. in the darkness. Is my audio still it. here? We can still hear you. I think oh. everyone's so sad. I knew in this the was chat. gonna happen because I, I was like, "Hey, the there's a red light, light flashing. Like, it should be. Hopefully, fine. it's nothing. Yeah. I don't know why I would assume that a red light would." Be nothing i so i was like it, it might it's be a flashing red light I it mean, probably obviously. means something bad <laughs> i love the mysterious mary that's amazing. maybe we can just leave it like that and i'm no i'm I just think a if ghost we plug it in it should be good but i can't back. tell We're i'm back. back woo yes hello i'm sure you missed me she's a ghost her ghostly voice is like she's still with us <laughs> <laughs> she is still with us i died and i came back to pop culture crisis because i wasn't finished she was standing ovations i'm not done that's right <laughs> She wanted to stand I a few minutes longer. ovation for fixing that camera issue. Okay, all right, we all gotta get up. Let's go. Yeah, you, you yeah. with your barely functional. There we go. Hand. There's Mary. Welcome back, Mary. I'm back. Welcome I'm back. Glad. I'm we glad. missed you. <laughs> she was with us in, in spirit. In the darkness. So to <laughs> stop counting the minutes of film festival ovations. Uh, it says, here come, comes Brendan Fraser's teary-eyed response to the six-minute ovation following Whale, nipping at the heels of the six-minute-plus 
Tar of I, I don't know how to pronounce that T A R, but there's like the, the symbol. The little the, thing on it. Oh, I okay. I don't get standing ovations at film festivals, so I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not cultured enough. So. Yeah, T A R. It says, but wait, Timothy Chalamet's cannibal romance, bones and all, bones and all, eats it away, eats it away with its lead with a stunning ten minute explosion and banshees of Inisherin gets twelve minutes. Well, I heard twelve minutes. I heard thirteen minutes. I heard fifteen minutes. That's right. You just got to round up. You just round. Fifteen up. minutes is like my feet hurt. That's, That's pretentious. For like sure. That's pretentious. Like, it's it's really weird. It's sort of like group hallucinations or. Group delusions, no, and, and what it is is the like the more progressive you make the movie, it's like the first person to sit down is like, I don't want to be the guy who it's. I don't yeah. want. I have to post a black square. I don't want to be the bad you know guy. What? So they just standing keep... ovations are actually ableist. Yes, because That's not everyone can stand Great during point. the ovation. There was a dictator. Excuse me, I forget which dictator it was, but he would kill people for stopping clapping this is the vibe it's It's north korea vibe it's struggle sessions vibes it really is like not cool i now i'm picturing like okay when i picture the person who like is there counting he looks like the monopoly the monopoly guy he's got the monocle he's got Uh the top hat he's got a stopwatch he goes like this he's got the mustache and he doesn't just count how long the ovation goes he takes notes when somebody sits down and he, he checks their name off a list and then they're put on a they're on a special list, like who sat down first. Uh, and, and then there's the two people battling at the end to prove they are the most pure of heart by just continuing to clap until their That is hands the definition of a struggle out. session, guys. This yeah. is something this, Stalin did. This one uh, blurb about Tom Hanks, where he, uh, during the Elvis standing ovation, looked out at the crowd with a wry grin and gradually stuck his thumb in the direction of the movie star, Austin Butler. The applause increased on cue. Yep. It's creepy. Yep, they, that's Cued controlling applause. the crowd. I don't like that. You well, might as well just have the a studio yeah. audience <laughs> announcement like, stop clapping, Actually, start clapping, the best clap thing, harder. The best thing that could happen is like next year somebody brings like an audio file that just plays a looping clap sound yes. and then like nobody can prove no you one wrong. has to show up yeah that's, you just play it for like 45 minutes <laughs> that's uh that is that is beautiful so um if you were to how long do you think if you made a movie mary how long would the clapping go i would say no clapping allowed no clapping allowed period be Nothing. a hipster i love it uh yeah, Mary, Mary would be if like. If you clap, you get kicked out. <laughs> I love it. Complete <laughs> silence, nothing else. We're just gonna show some respect. That's right. Well, I want just one big <laughs> clap from everyone at the same All time. All in like unison. a thunder clap. Yeah. 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 Boom. You know, yeah. <laughs> applause used to be foot stomping in the Coliseum era. Yeah, or, let's bring that back. or because I'm deaf in one ear, everyone can can do. Oh uh, yeah. ASL clap. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yeah. That's uh, or because I'm happy. You know what else? It is ableist literally to have a standing ovation because some people are noise sensitive yeah That's true too. oh yeah. Do, you, do you remember they're that? gonna cause them to have panic attacks do you remember that hilarious video from like the, the, the democratic yes. i was hoping to just allude to it yes. and not actually Amazing. mention the democratic socialists hands. i don't want they're them to come for us they're so great we <laughs> repre- appreciate and respect their work i yes. do they yes. really set the bar it's, yeah, it's, love it so much they have their own like uh <laughs> like uh pan like room like uh set aside where you can go into for your standing ovation with like maybe they give you or maybe they hand you earmuffs yeah 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 beforehand yeah, like something special yeah, yeah so i really um agree with the conclusion in this article though they say 
for ovations to provide any intelligence around the future for a given title, we would need a litmus test that can determine duration against overall appreciation for the director, stars, and the audience's desire to be seen appreciating a significant movie. Yep. And finally, whether or not it's any good. I also need to know another thing. I, I saw... Th- <laughs> It's it's like he's a ten, but he claps every time a plane lands. <laughs> no, it's that. And if you core. clap at the end of a movie in theaters, yeah, oh, because the people who made it aren't there. Not who are you there. clapping you know that? for? Are they here with us in the room? Right if Tom Han- if Tom Cruise was uh, not there at Top Gun Maverick, I still would have clapped. I don't, I don't, Did I, you clap? No, I didn't clap. Oh, I was see, say, how even dare you? even with Top Gun Maverick, which you loved, you didn't clap because it's obnoxious. It's uh, it's like, oh my god. It's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. They might as well do snaps, like slam poetry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Let's make the standing ovations more like slam poetry and see how long that lasts. I kind of, I think what I want now is I want their, I want to hire a studio audience for our show that claps every time we finish just to make Mary really happy. Yes. They don't have to stand, though. They can just clap in their seats. That's fine. Uh, Lydia, if you were to make a movie, how long would the, the ovation go? Um... I would like a two-minute ovation, and then you can sit down. Modest. Yeah, just just want like a couple minutes so that everyone can appreciate me, but not for too long. I've just always found standing ovations super uncomfortable. Well, the fact is we've all been in one. Yeah, and I hate it. It's like being a group chat. Let me out. I want to sit down yeah. now. I want to stop talking. Leave me alone. I'm it's a fine. I'm a group chat lurker. Yeah, you I, are. I, I know. Proudly. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like I don't have anything to add to this. I like a group chat with like three or four people. Yeah, that's that's, that's about the limit. The uh, anything past that, and I'm like. Yeah. It, is my insight really that profound? Like I don't think I have anything I don't profound think it to is. say. Yeah. I don't think it is. You know, that's the hardest part of doing this job is it's like, do I have anything profound to say? Does that matter? These are questions that may or may not need to be answered. <laughs> what I've found is that you don't always need to provide the most profound insight. You just give people something fun to listen to. Yeah. Like crapping on stupid celebrities that's for right. standing up and performatively clapping when they probably would rather be doing anything else. I know this is the wrong platform to say it on, but you don't always have to say something. We are podcasting, so we necessarily have to say stuff. Technically, I do have to say stuff. Like, yeah. Five, I'm at, yeah. I, yeah, like, uh, There's always obligated. a time and place, yes. though. Sure. Let's right. go to Cara Delevingne's yes. weird, yes. disturbing, f- shoeless display what is happening? at concerned. an airport in Los Angeles on Monday. <laughs> yeah. See, but here's the thing. This is where we fall into – these are separate categories. I'm actually surprised they're saying this because there are two separate types of people in the world. There's people – when you're rich – and when you're poor, when you're oh, poor, yeah. you're weird. You're when crazy. you're rich, you're eccentric. You're eccentric. Right. Technically, I this think should... she broke a glass ceiling in that <laughs> she looks a little. She is crazy. rich, oh and God. people now consider her genuinely weird, like that, I and mean, not that's, eccentric. That's existed before, but not really. Like, like she, she broke a glass ceiling from above it. Yeah, yes, queen. <laughs> she punched down. Yeah, she, she punched it. down at that glass <laughs> yeah. ceiling, and she decided. I'm gonna be weird. She, yeah. And like in the I'm glass got all happen. over some poor guy just uh, working his regular just job. To clean the floor. So she was she was captured by paparazzi with her feet dangling from the window uh, as her driver made its made his way through she looks traffic. Like, she looks like angry drug addicted Emma Watson. She here. looks crazy. She does look pretty angry, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks like she's having a fight, which she sucks. She's on the phone smoking a cigarette. She's wearing nothing but yellow socks, no shoes. That is weird. Those are like 
Uh, Timberland color, covered socks. I think socks. she might have been angry because she showed up two hours late for her flight on Jay-Z's private plane. That is rough. When, Why when, would you and do that? And that's really hard. That's to maybe he's like, alone. If, if you want to get on this plane, you have to you have to buy a year's subscription to Tidal. She's like, no. Uh, <laughs> but she did end up boarding the plane. She had to wait for about 45 minutes. Like, so. She looks oh. like she's going through something fairly yeah, significant. Yeah, it looks here. bigger than that. Wait, wait, no. She she got on the plane, but they made her get off the <gasps> plane. What? What? What happened? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe she didn't have a mask. Why are her feet? It, no, but that, that's, that's been over for a while now. I, I think know. it was really just that. Um, I mean, quite clearly, she's under the influence of Something. certain substances, I love the, I and love they the, didn't want her to be on the plane because of that. Jeez. I love the Jamaican-colored uh, short uh, uh, pants. That's the my, joggers. I, yeah. I, I, Is that a style choice you support, as well as the Britney shirt to go I with like the it? Britney shirt. I'm a big fan of like of just like Bob Marley stoners coming back into society. Because well, here's one. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, I mean, I'm looking for them to be a little bit more chill than wow, this. Yeah. Love the big straw hat she's carrying around, There's Many too. good style choices here. She's not even carrying it here. She, Somebody else is carrying it. She, no, she is in the lower picture. Yeah, yes, but that's even worse. That means that she's making this poor lady carry her hat. You are the hat carrier. This is your role in life. Dude, she looks like a cracked out. <laughs> Actually, here she looks like a weird combination of uh, Emma Watson and Johnny Depp when he was like Edward Scissorhands. I, she kind of looks like Harry Styles in that one. She does. Oh Don't my you gosh. think? She, okay, let's be nice. She's just clearly going through it right now. And I don't know what she's on, but she needs to come off it and figure her life out. And hopefully she'll be yeah. happier. There, there was a topic today that we just decided not to cover about Eminem talking about how long it took his brain to get back to normal after his overdose. Uh, so I, I don't, I, I am not one who wants to joke necessarily about, we can't know that drugs are why. It feels that way. Well, her behavior at that one uh, yeah, award show. Yeah, she was show at the Billboard was... Music Awards uh, kind of just harassing uh, Megan the Stallion the entire time and well, she was known... acting erratic then but she looked more presentable she had well, the hair an and the makeup show. done so no one thought it was as big of a deal now now this is like capturing her when she's not put together and yeah. she's not like made up artificially who's a, who is um Schwarzenegger married to um uh, the, I don't know. the Kennedy right the What's her name? Uh, not Maria Shriver. Maria Shriver? No, Maria Shriver's the one that's married to... Um, who is uh, Chris Pratt married to? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I gosh. I forget her Why name. Why do you ask us this hard question? Well, the, the isn't, it, isn't it Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter? Daughter, yeah. But I, I don't I remember, remember her name. Whatever her name is, um, yeah. But there was a picture of, like... Uh, I forget who it was, if it was Maria Shriver, and they showed her, like, without makeup, and she doesn't even look like a human being. Like looks what? like a skeleton. That's scary and um, weird. Like, I don't like that. Like crazy. I feel like they don't realize how fake it is until you see them without it, and you're like, "That is." Well, crazy. I am fine with that. Remember, it's not even it's the makeup, yeah. though. I think it's just that she's probably Going on drugs. And oh, for sure. Yeah, she's clearly obviously yeah. people need to check on her. But I think a lot of celebrities don't have anyone that That's checks so on sad, them. Right? No, they have people that provide you with the drugs when they you have, ask for them. They have, they have teams. Enablers. They have employees. More, yeah. Uh, yeah they don't have 
genuine friends a lot of the time. I think that's that's actually a, a worthwhile conversation because one of yeah. my biggest pet peeves is when people, and I always think of this as like the definition of like, if you look at like what you guys were talking about last night uh, and you talk about like how they tend to straw man every argument, I think we tend to do that a little bit when you talk about celebrities and you're like, well, they're rich. How bad could their life be? It can pretty be bad. Pretty, pretty I think bad. that pretty is a straw. Bad. That is, you are not steel manning the argument when all you do is say, "Well, they're rich. You know, they're rich. They've got money. How bad?" You could use that as the argument that that makes it harder for them to relate to what the common person has in their life. I but use it that as mean, an argument that they're not tethered necessarily to that career anymore right. once they've made a fortune. I've always noticed that these rich people who appear to have everything are a so clearly unhappy, like she is here. Mm. A lot of them commit suicide, and many of them are on all kinds of it drugs. It isolates you There's, because you have to start worrying whether people are using right. you or not. Uh, like, it There's seems actually like a documentary uh, out right now from TMZ investigating the death of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yep. And that's a prime example. She's from a rich family. Her, her family's she comes from yeah. money. She she, a lot of people actually say she that Cara Delevingne was nepotismed into this. Yeah. So, um, well, she was a, I mean, she was, she's a beautiful woman. When, like, but also, not there. She's for not Michael Jackson, <laughs> he he was groomed into the industry oh, for sure. before he had a choice From in childhood. the matter. So, so it's like, I, I'm not a huge fan of it because money can isolate you very easily. Yeah. From from what I've seen from from a lot of the my like I've had friends that have have done very well for themselves. Usually, more in a blue collar. Right, uh, like environment. That's work. a little bit different. To me, the um, whole white collar, the Hollywood thing seems so skeezy. Like yeah. you lose, you do lose all your friends. Like I remember, I think it was Nicki Minaj who was talking about she felt like she hadn't been herself since like 2014. Yeah, she did. Since she got famous. And I'm like, to me, it makes perfect sense. Like they only look glamorous and exciting from a distance. Never once have I ever envied someone. Sure, I've been like, oh, that's a beautiful dress or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like I would f infinitely rather have like a real family and a real stable relationship. It feels like the people that are happiest with money, uh, with that level of money, are the ones that end up being like an Elon Musk. Right, who's, he's having fun with it. He's, well, also, a lot of them are, I don't want to say like sociopaths, but they're like, they can disassociate from those problems in a way that a lot of other well, people can. Well, often it is because they're yeah. sociopaths. If you want to make a clinical term for it, yeah. the, well, the reality is the same. They are exceptionally good at, yeah, like not feeling a certain way to, about right. how they're perceived. Kim Kardashian, I think, is like yeah. that too. Well, also, like if if you're like if you're a CEO at a Fortune 500 company and you're in you the lives of thousands of people are are kind of like tethered to a, a job that you provide them with. That's a lot to carry with you mm -hmm. when you make cuts, when you have to do this, when you have to do that. Right. And that's, we know that psychopaths or sociopaths, whoever you want to call them are overrepresented in those industries or positions. That, yeah, because I don't think positions. a lot of people would uh, would uh, drink themselves to death or just wouldn't be able to manage the stress of it, not just the daily stress of the job, but like you can't become a banker that screws a bunch of people out of money without having a certain detachment from... Right. Uh, from human connection. So. And yeah. for celebrities, what's interesting about actors when it happens is they have to feel more. Like to do those roles, they have to feel more. A lot of them well, feel not necessarily. Almost, they I, they have to, have to be, be good at at compartmentalizing. Yeah. That's what it is. And and the so so to a lot of them, they uh, they portray this position where they they have to get into this character and really feel what that person would feel. Uh, uh, I still hate the. I'm searching for the truth of the character. Just 
What, what, what? That's called having empathy. They're, I, they're like, let me search for the truth of care. I'm like, what do you want? A standing ovation? I can give you like a minute and a half right now. That's the best I can do right now. I'm not doing any longer <laughs> than that. I'm not doing longer than but that. But like, so they're both emotionally vulnerable all the time. And whether you like it or not, acting is not easy. I do not believe sure. I, that's another s- straw man is to call what they do easy. If you've seen, it's not, it's like, okay. When you watch something bad, you know, it's bad. When you watch something good, you don't necessarily notice that it's good. You just know that it's competent, but when it's bad, you always notice. Right. Yeah. So we it's very hard to, to put yourself out there emotionally, even doing this job where you have to just let your opinions be judged by people five days a week. That's not always easy, but they have it in a much more vulnerable way in front of far more people right, right then. It takes a rare personality to yeah. be able to also compartmentalize your emotions about the reactions to your performance. Exactly, which is like, I don't read the, the comments about what people have Nor to say should you. To, about me. And just, I just, if they say nice things, that's great, but do I really need to hear that? No. But I, we're I, talking about the type of person who can read all of those comments regardless and feel nothing about them yeah but i bet a kim kardashian or an elon musk is exactly that person yes that doesn't bother them and even a lot of people that are just not famous that they read stuff about them that doesn't bother them i don't always buy that i I buy like with some people who might say that i might buy that what people say about you doesn't bother you but i think that's also a defense mechanism that people put up like oh it's fine doesn't bother me yeah acting isn't easy but we also should not put them on the pedestal i'm not saying it's important i'm saying that it's not easy i'm not saying that we should hold them to a higher uh like i said the brits they consider acting a craft it doesn't mean it's super important to society i do think there's importance to providing creative outlet that people enjoy but that doesn't make them thought leaders yeah yeah, so. yeah. there you go that's yeah. fair yeah. let's all go right. to super chats all right was there some okay lane said as far as i remember jennifer lawrence became popular because she was so down to earth and seemed to understand regular people so much for that yeah well uh, you can only be in the hollywood bubble for so long before that that becomes a problem. i feel like i always saw through that facade I just, she had. I felt that that was what they sold her as from the beginning. I tend to be very hesitant. It's kind of like yeah. when, like, uh, right-leaning people, when any, like, person says something mildly not insane, they're like, look at this guy with this great take on this thing. I'm like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, You're stop. It, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not valid. It does. You shouldn't care. Caper2x said for episode 200, <laughs> do we dunk Hannah Claire Brimelow tomorrow, peeps? make mine marvel um i don't think hannah claire would be down for that i'm sorry she does have to work after that but i I promise it'll be a fun episode i can't believe that tomorrow is episode 200 that's exciting 200 guys kind of the last hundred kind of flew by didn't they (sighs) so we we love uh being able to do this and being able to have these uh days five days a week with you guys uh while you judge our opinions on, on various topics we love it Dragon's Talent 1001 said, I'm disappointed <laughs> Mary didn't glow in the dark. I know, me too. I did yesterday when the lights went out. <laughs> the, just uh, sitting here in the light of my laptop there screen. You go. <laughs> the, uh, and by the way, I, I actually don't think that that was, um, I think that was actually my fault because I, I unplugged that really? laptop. And so it was it unplugged. Uh, okay. A cord got bumped because I had gotcha. to unplug that laptop last night oh. to do something. And so I was working in an area down there that I don't usually. <laughs> it's my fault, guys. <laughs> it's great. I love I'm that I saw it. a flashing red light, and I'm like, probably means it's nothing. Probably fu- <laughs> I, well, I look I, at this camera literally for multiple hours every day, and it never does it's that. It's probably it should fine. Be fine. Yeah, should great. be fine. Well, I told her I was like, it should be okay unless it's on the battery. 
And apparently that was, that was exactly the Go figure the on. red light had something to do with Winky the battery. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, James Orenthal once said, can't be losing Libby 2 and Mary in the same day. Don't, they don't, do they really say Libby 2 about you? Who's Libby 2? Me? Do they call you Libby 2? No. I'm not sure who you're referring to. Or did you, did you lose Libby on IRL or something? No, we love Libby. We all have her all the time. She's great. Unless her camera battery I know, goes right? out. Okay, <laughs> that's all the super chats. All right, guys. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Lydia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for. Uh, you were ten minutes early. You I we know. we stuck it out through Mary's camera dying. <laughs> it's been an eventful an eventful it's episode great. today. Yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you. You guys can find me on twitterminds.com at sourpatchlids as well as sourpatchlids.me. The camera is not going out on me anytime. No, I'm just kidding. I, I also like whenever you do whenever you do your IRL outro, you do the thing where you say uh, sourpatchlids.me and then you look down. Yeah, because I have to you switch have to the, the camera. Button, right? Yeah, because I notice that I have to do that yeah. too. Like when I'm yep. talking and I'm like trying to like talk and like not like be conspicuous. Like feel around well. on the desk and well. make sure you're pushing the right buttons. It's exciting, right? It's perfect. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mary, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. And get excited for episode 200, guys. I promise it'll be one to remember. I'm excited. Uh, we actually, I now have like a an, an, never-ending fear that we're just not going to have anything to talk about. But I've kind oh, of no. taken the approach where it's like, it doesn't just always surrender have to yourself be to that to the yeah. drama <laughs> like it drama is okay the mary, chaos. mary has taught me that it sometimes it's okay to just laugh at the drama so yeah we're gonna have a, a a fantastic 200th episode tomorrow guys if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at brett dasvik for the show we are here monday through friday 3 p.m eastern standard time that is noon pacific and a far more reasonable time than whenever the hell lord of the rings is coming on at midnight <laughs> right. uh we got one more super chat that says bring the bleaching equipment tomorrow from waffle sensei well waffles Go my friend you are half. 14 uh crisis parties away from that right half, now yeah. <laughs> so i'm uh, i'm afraid to say that, that is not going to happen anytime soon but uh, if you if you guys make that happen tomorrow, we will have to get ready for. Come on, guys! Uh, episode two hundred. That would be awesome. It would be the perfect be so opportunity. It, it would be to rather make poetic. Brett bleach his hair. Miserable. Yes. Just <laughs> do it, guys. Make so, it happen. Yes, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd rather listen rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all those great platforms. We are also on social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, PopCultureCrisisPod. And then what else? Is there, is there any big announcements for tomorrow? I think that's everything. Think uh, that's we've got it, yeah. Uh, so, guys, we will be back with the 200th episode Woo! tomorrow, 3 p.m. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.